0: Ever hidden a few things when you went for your job interview? <laughs> of course yes we all have and we all do. Basically we never want to badmouth our previous employer and in fact we never should and so instead we just sugarcoat it to culture and stagnancy of the role, don't we? But you're not the only one with secrets Today, we are going to discuss what are the top 10 things recruiters and employers don't want job candidates to know. And towards the end, I shall share with you super easy ways to overcome these limitations or secrets so that you're not just hired, but you also have a competitive edge over others. Why? Because you already know these hush-hush things that employers do not want a potential candidate to know. Hi, I'm Harita Rana, a youth architect empowering the youth, college students and recent graduates to design their dream life. Simply put, I help them get their first dream job. Thank you so much for tuning in and I definitely want to thank you for your time. Now, recruiters may seem intimidating, but they genuinely want the best both for the candidate and the company. Good recruiters want you to have the best experience possible during the application and also during the interview questions. But even though they want the best for you, there are certain things that they just can't share. Things like the salary band, candidate competition, internal HR tactics. Well, let us just call them trade secrets. And hence, today's episode is all about these few secrets that recruiters won't tell you. Secret number one, your personality can either make your chance or break your chance. It is really nice to live in a completely fair and unbiased world, you know, where you get your dream job based only on your merit and credentials. But let's say you exceeded the expectation and the final decision came down to you and another equally qualified candidate. In most of the cases, the employer will pick the person they clicked first with or they got along most with and this is why during the interview process don't just make it a point to show why you're the best person for the job but also actively build a rapport with the interviewer getting them to like who you are as a person is equally important as getting them to like your skills and the experience this is why this point is so much twined with the point number two which is you never have a chance left after the first bad impression our mothers were always right when they said first impressions are everything so in case if you've had a tough time with your recruiter or the hiring manager for the first time chances are less that they will like you as a candidate in the actual interview i will not blame them because The main reason for something like this is the person who is interviewing you will often be your future boss and mentor. So it makes perfect sense that they would want to hire someone that they personally like can get along with and someone who's had that beautiful rock solid first impression. A strong interview performance means establishing a strong connection with your interviewer. So don't be robotic and answer those crammed answers secret number three and this is really really important your employers or your recruiters cyber stalk you always and often employers want to learn about the real you not just the professional side that is revealed in the resume and during the interviews so you can bet that they'll do a thorough google search of your name and check all your social media profiles So whatever you've put out there as public posts or public opinions. Make sure that if there's anything online, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, that can hurt your chances of getting the job, then clean it up before applying for the interview. This is very, very common, especially if you guys even have mutual connections on LinkedIn. And that brings us to secret number four which is back channeling like i was talking about the mutual connections on linkedin these employers do backdoor reference you do back channel you and this is very sneaky but then they do reach out to mutual connections in order to get a honest opinion of you and this is very very prevalent in the last five years because LinkedIn is growing and it's really popular so even if you choose to give somebody as a reference make sure that all the skeletons of your closet are going to come out so whenever you provide a reference make sure it's an honest one make sure you have good connections and good cordial relationships with those references That brings us to secret number five. There are right and wrong answers to open-ended questions. What are open-ended questions? Questions like, are you an introvert or an extrovert? What type of work environment do you excel in? What is your biggest strength and weakness? And why should you get the job? These are some examples of open-ended questions. Now, these questions do appear harmless, but don't be fooled. Recruiters generally ask them to identify if you'll be a good fit for their position and also for the company work culture. So if you do say something out of the line from what they want to hear, your chances of getting hired will definitely drop significantly. The best way to make sure you're prepared for these tricky open-ended questions is to make a list of your strongest assets your skills, your knowledge, your personal qualities, your experience and even your hobbies, which match perfectly with the job requirements. And whenever you're talking or during the interview, make sure you connect these with a few examples of how you have used each of this asset in your workplace. Secret number six, the initial salary offer is always low key. Well, this is something I have shared with most of my students and trust me, they are always baffled when they find this out. It's very simple. Suppose if you're the employer, right? So as an employer, you would not want to pay more than you have to. So if the salary is up for negotiation, generally, employers will also be shooting themselves in the foot by starting off with the highest bid, isn't it? So what they would do is they will start with the lowest possible offer and then go up depending on your negotiation skills. And that is why you should start the interview process knowing what you are worth, what you are wanting, whether the company would be able to offer that to you. So work with your numbers before you even go for the interview. Once you've made it to the final round, revisit and reevaluate that number. There is often a salary band or what we call as a range that recruiters have for each role. So arrange between, let's say, 40,000 and 50,000. If that's what they're offering, their first offer will always be something like 40 or 41,000. If you pick it up, it's good for them. But generally, they are always open for negotiations. Next time you work around the base pay, as well as benefits like vacation days, work hours, etc. All of this can be negotiated. I always say salary negotiations, are like a game of poker, both job seekers and recruiters are always trying to maintain control and win the hand. Secret number 7 Stop going overboard with the buzzwords, they can always tell. Now I know it is a very smart way to include keywords in your resume and to come off as knowledgeable about your particular industry. But don't try to look really way smarter than what you really are. Authenticity is the key. Recruiters and employers definitely want your personality to shine out and not just your ability to throw out words and jargons and phrases like synergy, move the needle, ROI, feed the funnel. They always know when you're overusing the buzzwords. So it is not about the specific questions or answers that stand out but rather it is more about selecting a candidate who displays great deal of passion about what they do and passion about the job and the role instead of just using these jargons. Secret number eight and they are never going to tell you this the references that you offer were not very flattering. If a recruiting or hiring manager has his or her doubts about you, they will definitely not tell you if the references have given an okay, okay or negative feedback. And therefore, your references should talk about your strengths in a specific situation, not just basic information. They should be ready to provide you examples of actual projects where you exceeded the expectations. Your reference should easily be able to cite one or two situations that will highlight your strength. So while you give or provide references, make sure they say positive things about you and that is very easy if you work hard to building good working relationships with your co-workers and bosses while you're already there. Secret number nine, and this is definitely a very tough pill to swallow, but this unfortunately, is the naked truth. They have already given the job to an in-house employee. Unfortunately, in our country, it is perfectly legal to advise a job that is almost certainly filled by an insider. I have seen this happen so many times in my career as a college professor. Generally, they have the insiders ready, their resumes are already shortlisted, but they will still go ahead with those rounds of interviews just for the sake of formalities. I know these can be very annoying when you're looking for a new position. And though we do have a lot of HR departments who are very authentic, but then there are certain people who do not make the hiring process fair. So don't expect recruiters to come out right and say, oh, it was very beautiful and we ran a process, but it was sham and you were really never considered. Shake it off if you're not selected. Get back on the horse. There are plenty of opportunities out there and there is definitely a job that fits your life, which is just a few clicks away. The last sneaky secret I would like to bring into notice is that your last few social media posts were actually the deal breakers. The survey of India shows that 80% of recruiters and hiring managers use social media to look for and vet job candidates, making it extremely difficult to have an opinion on the internet. Ideally, you shouldn't be putting out any political biases, your stance, your opinions of things that are controversial. Hiring managers always review social media pages to become educated about the background and the brand the person is actually articulating. They always look out for red flags. Nobody is going to hire someone who claims to be let's say head of marketing in their resume, while on Facebook page, they're always complaining about their job, answering phone calls at advertising companies, right? So you definitely want to make sure that whether it is LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it should perfectly mesh with what you're saying on your resume, on your cover letter, or on any other application material. Also, you want to avoid any political comments, any inflammatory messages or anything that's just going to light a candle or offend the person who might just be holding your future in their hands. I hope I make complete sense. So to summarize, here are the top 10 things that recruiters and employers do not want job candidates to know. Number one, your personality can make or break your chances, so it is extremely important to have the energy there during the interview. Make sure number two that you do not have the first bad impression. First impressions are extremely important. Number three, they are always going to cyberstalk you. So make sure there's nothing offensive online that can hurt your chances of getting the job. Number four, they are always going to back channel you. They will check your backdoor references and be sneaky on you to get the correct information. There are number five right and wrong answers to open ended interview questions. So make sure you answer in a way that open ended questions merge with the company's work culture and what the job requires of you. Number six, the initial salary offer is always going to be low. So make sure you negotiate in the right way. Number seven, please stop going overboard with buzzwords. Do not keep using words like synergy, team player, team leader. Number eight, sometimes your references can backstab you. So make sure your references are positive and will definitely give you an honest opinion to your employer number nine and the ugly truth they already have created a phantom job which has been given to another in-house employee or someone who already holds a reference through a current employee number 10 your social media posts were responsible for you not getting the job So make sure you avoid any political comments or any messages that might offend the person who's taking your interview. So I would just like to end on a very positive note that if you don't get the job for the first time, fourth time, or even nth number of time, don't take it too personally. Being a runner's up isn't a horrible thing. Being number two still means that you're in connection. If you do feel the recruiter is slowing down the process in order to accommodate a preferred candidate, use this as a challenge to convince the recruiter of your awesomeness and that you're fit for the role. No matter what, remember that the secrets recruiters are keeping withheld. It is because it's for the business and not that they are trying to be malicious or they are trying to offend you or they mean to harm you. If you were faced with any of these sneaky secrets, remember that the right opportunity probably just hasn't come your way and don't be afraid to be upfront with a recruiter and communicate both your concerns and goals. So leave a voice message or a comment for me on my FB or Insta handle where which of these sneaky secrets you found extremely helpful. Hustle, karo, hustle, karo. This is Harita signing off. Until we meet again next time, stay blessed, stay ignited.